Welcome to another episode of Experience Football with Sander. First game of the week was between Arsenal and Leicester. And I know Arsenal is in great form at the moment, but still that result surprised me a lot. I'm thinking about what could be the main reason Leicester played like that, because I'm not sure if rumors about Rodgers leaving had influence on that, because we know that at the moment Newcastle and before that game Tottenham and United wanted to sign him, but still was that the main reason they did not have enough energy or was there something else? Because they conceded twice before starting to create tempting. They were so slow, they didn't move at all. They let Arsenal dictate the tempo of the game. And once they conceded the second goal, from that moment they started to play. They showed a lot more energy. Madison had a lot more balls in his ball in his legs. Wardy is coming from a small injury, but you could not see anything that that bothered him during the game. And in Ihanacho is moving as he knows he is running on that right wing he covers that because Castagna doesn't look like he has a lot of offensive tasks at least during the first half in second half the things change but the team that starts the game with three center backs cannot defend set pieces like that especially when you think about Arsenal's big players that are supposed to be good at in good in the air and one of those is Ben White, and we know that's not his strong suit. And Gabriel is good in the air, but if you know that, you just have to put Evans on the Gabriel to defend that corner, and you can put Amarty or anyone literally else on Aubameyang, and that's about it. You cover most of those, the Arsenal big player. One of them can be party, but he is not that good in the air, even though he is taller player. Later that day, we had game between Chelsea and Newcastle, and obviously Chelsea had easy game. Newcastle fans had a lot of hope with these new owners coming in. But how can they survive this season? What can they do? In January transfer window, they have to sign at least four new players. And I'm not talking about big players, crucial players for the team. They just have to sign average and above average player that can help them stay in the league and not get relegated and from next season they can talk about a little bigger things and those bigger things are still not even Europa League or Champions League they can maybe qualify from for the Conference League maybe if they sign two or three big names next summer we'll see we'll still, ha- still have to see what can they do actually they are still looking for a new manager and that's a big task because whoever you bring, you expect that manager to turn things around. And two names that are considered at the moment are Eddie Howe and Unai Emery. Eddie Howe has a lot of potential. He showed that during his spell at Bournemouth before Bournemouth got relegated. But is he the manager you want to be at the wheel when you start bringing in new players and new big players. I don't think he is still at that point in his life where, where he can do bigger things. He, at the moment, has to find a team that is average and kind of go from there. And Unai Emery, <laughs> he's not one of my favorite coaches because at his palette Sevilla, he did not impress me at all because all he did was win few Europa Leagues 
And I know it sounds funny when I say he just won a few Europa Leagues, but if you looked at those games and that team, the Rogis Palace Sevilla, you can see that he didn't do anything in La Liga. He couldn't compete against big teams and every season he qualified for the Champions League with Europa League. But as a fan, I wouldn't want to look at a team that will get destroyed in every La Liga game or most of the La Liga games just so you can look them in Champions League because of the Europa League. And when you look at his pals at Paris Saint-Germain or Arsenal, did he do anything? I don't think so. He was one of the worst coach managers Paris Saint-Germain had in probably the last 10 years. And in Arsenal, uh, he did have big shows to fill after Wenger left, but he didn't do it at all. He just forced Gendouzi and that was the only thing he did. He gave Gendouzi his career. But apart from that, he didn't do anything. So if I looked at the coaches I, as a sporting director of Newcastle, I wouldn't give him a chance. And the thing I wonder is, why is Villarreal trying to keep him in the team? Uh, if you look at their season so far in La Liga, they are big disappointment. They have great team and they cannot win. They have too many draws. And what are they hoping for? Uh, do they want to win another Europa League? Is that the goal? Because if it is, Okay, you can't keep him because they are probably gonna get relegated from Champions League and end up in the Europa League. So if that's the goal, you can keep him. But if you want anything bigger, you have to go with somebody else. Big game of the day was between Manchester United and Tottenham. And Manchester United did play with three centre-backs as I thought they will before the game. And I talked about that in previous podcast. But I now have to wonder, is that solution for United? Because you are now benching most of the attacking players you have. Because if Ronaldo is playing, we know he's not running a lot. So he needs somebody next to him that will cover a lot of the ground. And in that game, that was Kalani. And if they end up playing more games like that, they have to play with Kalani. Because he doesn't care about his performance. He cares about Manchester United's performance. He just wants to win. So if you end up playing with Ronaldo and Cavani, you have to think about Greenwood, you have to think about Sancho and Rashford, and you have... So it's the cost of playing Ronaldo in the formation with three centre-backs worth it? Still, when you look at all of those problems, even though they had... Great game against Tottenham, they managed to win. You have to wonder, is the Solskjaer a long-term solution? Can he manage all those big names and end up winning the Premier League? I don't think so. But I guess now when Varane is injured again, they will have to play with two centre-backs. Or maybe Solskjaer decides to give Bailey more chances like he did in the Champions League and play with three centre-backs again with Bailey, Lindelof and Maguire. But if I were in their place, I would try to get Rodgers from Leicester or Zidane while he's still available because we know Paris Saint-Germain is hoping to sign Zidane because they are hoping that Zidane's presence will keep Mbappe in the team. But what's the issue with Tottenham at the beginning of the season? We know that Nuno was sacked after that game and they signed Conte. But 
how many players do they actually need? At what positions and what problems do they have? Firing Nuno after 10 games was highly unprofessional, especially when you look what he did in Wolverhampton for 3 or 4 years. He came at a bad time if he can even say that Tottenham has good times, because Kane wanted to leave even before Nuno signed. So, in the first few games when Kane didn't have to play, Nuno kinda had his tactics where he defended a lot and tried to score from the counter-attacks and they won against City and they won against Fullerhampton and a few of those games. But when came came back to the team, the tactic had to change, the style of play had to change and it did not prove to be worth it because Kane scored once and that was against Newcastle. His performance was average at his best, but I wouldn't even give him that. Son scored few goals, but I don't think that's the son that played over the last few seasons. He looks like he is not interested in sharing the ball with other teammates. He just wants to score even though he doesn't have that many open positions when he can score. He is openly arguing with Lucas Moura and other players on the field. The only player that is good at the moment, in my opinion, is Hoiberg. Romero had kind of solid game against United, but when you play next to Dyer, you just cannot keep that clean sheet. Now, with signing of Conte, I have to wonder, will Tottenham go from the team that ran the least to the team that will run the most in the league? Because that was one of the issues they had in these first 10 games. The players did not move a lot. And we know that Conte likes physically prepared players. And what does that mean for Kane? I don't think he will stay in, though Conte is a big name and Conte likes to win titles. The result that surprised us from that week was Manchester City against Crystal Palace and Manchester City lost that game. I mean they did have the red card but we arise once again showing that he is great coach at least at the moment but I still think he will be one of the biggest names in the next five years and I think that Arteta won't stay at the Arsenal even the Arsenal is in good form at the moment. But I have to wonder about Crystal Palace. The big question is, can they buy out Gallagher because he's there on the loan and he... The question is, can does he even want to stay because he's showing great potential. He is showing us that he can play for bigger teams. Maybe even Chelsea will see because Chelsea has to get rid of the soul of Sheik and Barkley. And he is the only player that actually Crystal Palace have to worry about leaving because most of those players are new and will stay in the club. Basically, just Gallagher and Vieira, you have to think about two of them. City also played in Champions League, and when we look at the team that starts the game, we can see that Guardiola wanted to win. He wants to get rid of the Champions League as soon as possible, so he can focus more on Premier League. Uh, there was an interview when he said, our main focus uh, currently is playing against Brescia and winning that game, and United fans get irritated because they were thinking that was shot at them, but... Uh, no, what Guardiola meant there was just he is focusing at one game at a time. He cannot think about next three weeks. He just has to focus on the next game and winning the next game. Once again, I mentioned Manchester United. And if you look at their game against Atlanta, I just get irritated. Because I think that Atlanta won that game. They were better team for most of the part. 
because even when United has possession, they are not creating the big chances. But one thing I have to give to Ronaldo is he saved them once again in the Champions League. And he is proving that he is a player that can score big goals, even though he is not running and he is not helping them in other ways. West Ham played against Aston Villa and won. They scored four times. Can Aston Villa turn things around soon? Because they are not looking good as they did last season. What's the reason they are not performing better? Is the absence of Grealish the key? I think one of the reasons they are playing worse than they did last season is sudden change of the formation because they bought things and he cannot be a replacement for Watkins. And both of them are great players. So both of them start the game. And that means that neither Traore or Bailey or El Ghazi can play. But midfield players are not performing good as they did last season. McGinn is not in great form. Ramsey is still young players and he is still trying to prove himself. And Douglas Lees, I would say he is average at the moment. But they will have to turn things around. They have a great team. They spent a lot of money during the summer. And the results have to be there. West Ham keeps winning. I expected them to be at better shape at the moment. Because they have Europa League. And I thought that playing both in Europa League and Premier League will have a bad impact on them. But as it turns out, it didn't. Now the big question for them is, can they secure Europa League once again? Because... When we look at the table right now, they are right there. They can afford them, themselves to play a few bad games in, because of the Europa League. Because they will keep winning once the European break starts. And the last game of the week was between Wolverhampton and Everton. Wolverhampton won, and Everton lost once again. I hated on Everton a lot during the start of the season for their choices. And as it turns out, I was right. If they want to get better, they have to go for strong centre-back, they need offensive midfield player, and they need good replacement for Calvert-Lewin. Because Rondon is not that player, and the reason for offensive midfield player is you cannot hope that your wingers will create most of the time. Because at the end of the day, most of their wingers are average players, except Richarlison, but he ends up playing as striker most of the time. And Wolverhampton had a rocky start. They had few losses. They had few wins. I still think they are a great team. One of the things I would change is I would buy one centre-back. Because still, Kilman is a young player. And he is still on that learning curve. Cody is, uh, let's say, average player. But they need one really good player at that position. And that would be their short-term plans. Now let's go over La Liga teams. Real Madrid had two wins over the last week. They won against Elche and Shakhtar. And in both games we can see that even if Winnie does not score, his energy changed the game. And we need more of that. We need that on the right side of the pitch. Because if Asensio or Rodrigo play, they are kind of there, but they are not doing anything. They are not running as much as they should. And they are not showing that aggression that they want the ball, they want to score. That has to change. And I think that if Mbappe came, came that all of those problems will be fixed. 
Sevilla won against Asasuna, but they ended up losing against Lille, even though they scored first. But I still think they have great strong squad, and they have a lot of depth in the team, and they have great managers, so they will fight for that La Liga title. And once again, the big disappointment of the day was Barcelona. They played, played, played against Ladish and ended up scoring once and conceding once. They had over 800 passes and really big possession. But nowadays, does that even matter that much? Because at the end of the day, you scored once. They also played against Dinamo Kiev and they won, but that goal came really late and it wasn't an easy one, I'll tell you that. Now we have to wonder, is the biggest problem in Barcelona actually manager, or is the team actually at the point where they are changing a lot of, a lot of older players, they have a lot of young players that are kind of looking for their spot in the team at the moment, and Xavi is coming to the team, but how much can he actually change in this season? Can any manager do anything with this team at the moment? There's a lot of potential, but they have a lot of injuries, and they are cons- those injuries are consistent. They are not going away. Dembele is injured, even though he played a couple of minutes against Dinamo Kiev. Pedri is injured for a while now. Piquet is injured. Aguero is injured. So what can you expect? Ansu Fati in- got a l- a little injury after he came back from a long pause. And with all of that, you have to wonder what can Barcelona do in the next two or three seasons.